Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jordan. Welcome to Outside the Ropes, the podcast where we discuss everything WWE. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 100 of season two. Today is Saturday, and today is the July 23rd edition of Friday Night SmackDown. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is the 100th episode of season two of Outside the Ropes. Last season was the end of 2020. At episode 76, it was New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2020. And that was an episode of NXT of December 30th. I had a decision to make. Do I continue season one? Or do I end season one? And start season two in the brand new year, which is 2021. And this, so I decided to make my decision. My decision was go ahead and end off season one at episode 76 and open up a brand new season for the new year. And that is, of course, season two. Ever since January 2nd, 2021, which was a smackdown on January 1st, was the very first episode of season two. 99 episodes later, we're out here now. 100. I have not made it to 100 before. I have not made it over 76 before until this second season. Because, of course, the first season began with the establishment of this podcast, which was in last year, July. And so, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with episode 100 of Outside the Ropes with the July 23rd edition of Friday Night Smackdown. Let's get started. Last week was the very first Smackdown since March of 2020 with fans. WWE welcomes its friends to the show that never ends Friday on the Smackdown. The first live event in front of a full capacity crowd since the COVID-19 pandemic, and more importantly, the go-home edition of the Blue Brand ahead of Sunday's, or last Sunday's Money in the Bank pay-per-view. This episode, the episode featured a blockbuster main event as the Universal Champion Roman Reigns teamed up with Jimmy and Jey Uso to battle Edge and Ray, Dominic, Ray and Dominic Mysterio in a six-man tag team match. The contest headlined a broadcast that also featured the brand's four entrance into the Money in the Bank minor match and a defense of the women's title by Bianca Belair. Now, ever since the episode, a lot has changed. We found out who is Miss, Miss, Mrs. and Mr. Money the Bank. Biggie is the men's Money the Bank. Or Mr. Money the Bank. Well, formerly as the Miss Money the Bank, Nikki Ash from Money Night Raw won that match and cashed in her Money the Bank contract to become the new Raw Women's Champion. Well, that's not the only thing that happened. The one and only Roman Reigns retained his Universal Championship over, over Edge. But at Money in the Bank was one of the most shocking things we have ever seen. The one and only John Cena returning back to WWE and confronting the Universal Champ. That's of course what's mostly going to headline tonight's show with the return of John Cena on SmackDown to potentially confront the one and only Tribal Chief. But that's the only crazy thing for tonight. Tonight, SmackDown is going to be in two different locations. Rolling Loud in Orlando and Cleveland, Ohio. It's going to be a humongous night for episode 100 of Outside the Ropes. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get right into it and see what happens in this week's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. Let's get started. The summer of Cena continued Friday on SmackDown as the star of several of the summer's blockbuster films, returned to the company that made him a household name and confronted the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. After the intense encounter on Money in the Bank, what did the leader of the Cena Nation had to, had to say to the head of the table? And would Reigns accept this challenge for a match at SummerSlam on August 21st? Find out with a recap of Friday's show 
uh, SMU cast of Cleveland and Miami's Rolling Loud Music Festival. I said Orlando, and it's actually Miami. I do apologize for that. So, there was a lot more other awesome stuff to look forward to here this Friday. Not only was John Cena returning to SmackDown, but the one and only SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair defending her championship once more against Carmelo in a rematch from last week's Friday Night SmackDown. But that's not the only thing coming up tonight. The former NXT superstar who made her present felt in that is now coming over to SmackDown. And that is, of course, the one and only Tony Storm from NXT making her debut here tonight. And last but not least, of course, the coverage began at 8 p.m. Excuse me. Yeah, 8 p.m. EST, which is 7 p.m. Central and 4 p.m. Pacific time. So, tonight's show comes from the Rolling Loud Festival in Miami and the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland. The Post Money the Mink edition of SmackDown on Fox opens for the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland, Ohio, as Michael Cole welcomes us. And he's, of course, joined at rings up by the one and only Pat McAfee. So we go right to the ring, and out comes the one and only John Cena to a humongous pop. Cena, of course, rushes to the ring as Greg Helmsley introduces him. The huge ovation from the Cleveland crowd continues for the one and only John Cena. Cena then says, the crowd is amped up tonight, and I understand because it's been one hell of a week. I was so excited over Money in the Bank that I had to visit Raw for a fan Q&A. He then jokes about the Peacemaker and losing the Firefly Fun House match to the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, at WrestleMania 36. And Cena also mentions how he's here to chin check that lifeless egomaniac, the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. Cena then says, Yes, I came back to challenge Reigns for SummerSlam. Cena then says, I changed my middle name. I changed my middle name to Guardians. Why did you see that? Because this past week, the MLB's Cleveland Indians have changed their name from the Cleveland Indians to the Cleveland Guardians. Now, of course, that name will be in effect next season. So, he said, so, why did he change his middle name? Cena says, someone needs to protect, the, protect WWE because SmackDown Rings as champion absolutely sucks. That's just my perspective, my opinion, and I'm sure, and of course, the crowd agreed. Cena then says, I know there's hundreds of Reigns fans out there somewhere. But then that's when Cena says, the fans deserve to be heard. No more Thunderdome, no more LED screens. We are alive and in your, and in our face. Cena then says, SummerSlam isn't just a match for a title. It's a chance for all of you to stand up for what you believe in. What do you believe in? Chance defends Chen Sino. He then asks, Are you on Team Jorts or Team Cargo Pants? And then the, uh, that's when Sino says, Team Hustle, Loyalty, and Respect, or a team that fans always reject. And then that's when John asks Team Cena or Team Rings. Speaking of Rings, where is he? Cena then says, I can't see you. And after SummerSlam, you will realize that the champ is here. That's of course directed towards the one and only John Cena. The fans chant Cena's name again. That's when Cena calls Reigns out to the ring so we can make this happen. Make history. 
rings is not showing up. Tina then asks nicely of rings will come out. But then that's when we hear, ladies and gentlemen, and that's of course the one and only Paul Heyman. And so Paul Heyman makes his way out to some booze. Heyman then mentions how Reigns can see Cena, but he cannot hear him because Cena simply isn't worth Reigns listening to. And so the fans, of course, show their displeasure. Heyman then says, I'll give you my word. You will get an answer on your challenge sometime tonight. But only when the child chief decides to come out and show everyone that he is, or no, excuse me, that the child chief is here. And that's when, uh, Heyman starts mocking and doing like a acapella version of Cena's theme song as Cena looks over the ring and some fans boo Heyman. Then Heyman then makes exits and Cena's music, Cena's music finally starts back up. And Cena then exits the ring. <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, Heyman singing Cena's uh, theme song is pretty hilarious to say the least. So, Cena was great here and the, the consumer entertainer. He brought energy to the show right out of the gate, captivated the audience with every word he spoke, and framed the feud with rings. Exactly as he intended. He represents respect, the trouble chief, selflessness. Even entering on behalf of Rings and setting up a main event promo segment for later in the show. Might not be everyone's preferred conclusion to a show, but given the star power involved, it's exactly what a show this close to one of the WWE's premier events absolutely deserves. So that will be. Pretty, pretty excited to look forward to later tonight. So after that, we then go back to the ring for tonight's opening match. Oh, excuse me. Uh, the announcers go show us how Finn Balor returned last week to take out the one and only Sami Zayn with a coup de gras. And so we go back to the ring for tonight's opening match as Finn Balor makes his way out to a big pop. Finn hits the ring and poses in the corners as we head to commercial. It's coming up next. It will be Finn Balor versus in in a singles belt. We then head to commercial. We return for the break and out comes the one and only Sami Zayn. We see how Zayn when the answer comes out of the title from just Jeff Hardy at Clash of Champions 2020. Oh, Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles at Clash of Champions 2020. And so once everyone is ready to go, the bell rings and the match is on the way. As both men lock up, training holds. But then Zane gets the upper hand as he drops Beller with an elbow first. Zane looks to the, goes to work in the arm. But then Beller tries to come back with some offense of his own, but Sammy continues to keep control of the offense. Sammy continues as he beats Beller around and mounts him on the mat, alluding with lefts and rights. Sammy then tosses Beller out to the floor and then brings him back in at the eight count before Beller meets him and then unloads on him with offense. The fans puff for Balor as he gets fired up. Balor then grabs Sammy and then tosses him out to the floor. That's when Balor then runs the ropes and leaves over for a big dive, taking Sammy down onto the floor. And we then head to commercial as Balor stands tall and he's in control of this match so far. They return for the break and they're going at it once more. We see how Sammy has sent Balor face first into the ring post during the break to turn the offense right back around. The fans try to rally for Balor as Sammy grounds him in the ring. The fans chant Sammy sucks as Colton hypes the rolling line portion of the show. Balor looks to fight back when Sammy jogs him with a big DDT. He then covers on Balor for the pin, but Balor kicks about two. This then leads more back and forth between the two, but then, but then that's when Balor Gets the upper hand by charging towards Sammy, but then Sammy catches him in midair with a big blue thunder bomb. He then covers on Balor for the pin, but Balor kicks him at two, and this match continues. The fans try to chant for Balor for him to win this match, and Balor was about to get another move from uh, 
have another move from Sammy as Sammy tries to go for an exploder suplex, but then Belder blocks it. And then Bell Sammy continues with the, the offense as he beats Belder down with the elbow strikes to the back of the head. But then Belder tries to get some offense in there as he turns these around and encounters a move from Sammy in the corner. He then nails a double stomp to the chest of Sammy. Belder goes to the top. Oh, excuse me. He nails a job kick into Sammy in the corner and then goes for another one and he nails it into Sammy. Sammy is down and on the mat as Belder goes to the top and jumps off the top, nailing the coup de grace, the double knees to the chest. And then Belder covers on Sammy with the pin and he gets the one, two, and three. And Belder is your winner for his first return match in SmackDown since returning to NXT. After the match, Beller sends so his music hits. We go to replays, then we come back to see Beller continuing his celebration to end the segment. Now, this was a short match. And some would say that there wasn't much physicality to its match, but there didn't need to be. Beller and Zane are old pros who almost could sleepwalk their way through an adequate match. But throughout this match, both men of the intensity for a fun match throughout, especially the final stretch. Bella winning should have, of course, been a no-brainer giving his recent return, but but considering what happened here tonight, this most likely will lead into another match between Bella and Sammy into the near future. The commentary team Beller over strong, especially Pat McAfee. Time will tell if the Prince returns to the big stage. Um, well, not him different. Now, I remember uh, during this match, Michael Cole said that Beller is here for championships. That's what he's here for. He's here to win championships. So after that, we then see Caleb Braxton is backstage with a sad Baron Corbin. Kayla asks about the crowdfunding website he launched last week. Corbin then says, I didn't raise any money. I actually lost money in, the, in this venture. The developer I hired ghosted me after receiving payment and then stole my identity because my credit is gone. I had to ride the public bus here today. Cover then says, What's happened to me? He then walks off. After that, we then go back to the ring and out comes the one and only Mr. Money the Bank, Big E, with his Money the Bank briefcase. We then see highlights from Sunday's Men's Money the Bank ladder match. At the pay-per-view last past Sunday to see Big E pull off a humongous victory. We come back live to the arena as E raises his briefcase in the air as a fan cheer on. And we return back to commercial. We pay for the break and we see Big E has a mic and his briefcase. He goes to, he goes to speak with an a you deserve it chance starts up. And he then says, thank you. He then says, or talks about how Sunday was a night he will never forget. But then before he can continue with the speech, out comes the one and only Intercontinental Champion of Hog Shoes with Commander Aziz. Cruz then congratulates Ivor overcoming the odds. And he then says, your win was not the same as winning a title, like I did at WrestleMania. But then, the music interrupts and out comes Robert Roode with Dolph Ziggler on the stage. They begin cutting promos, but then the music interrupts and out comes the one and only Rick Boogs with his guitar. Then he begins performing the entrance with King Shinsuke Nakamura and out he comes to a pop. But then out comes the Swiss Superman Cesaro with the mic. 
Jonathan says, enough talking. I want the title and I want you, Apollo. No, excuse me. And then, and then he says, and Apollo, it's swing time in Cleveland. And so that's when everyone goes, runs into the ring and a big brawl breaks down in the ring. And it's absolutely chaos in the ring right now. Cruz retreats to the floor as he was about to get a spin. Oh no. Yeah, he was about to get a spin from Cesaro, but he rolled out just in time. That's when Cesaro sends Ziggler into the floor. Aziz works Biggie over in the corner, and Aziz goes to double choke slam Cesaro and Nakamura open them and they fight him off. That's when Biggie joins and clotheslines Aziz out to the floor and cruises them back in. And then Cesaro starts. Uh, Starts him in a Cesaro swing, but then Cruz is quickly pulled to safety by Aziz as the heels regroup at ringside and the baby faces stand tall. So, there is a lot of people. Who want to go after that Intercontinental Championship? That's definitely for sure. The the one and only Paul Cruz decided it was a good idea to ruin Biggie's moment. Biggie had a humongous victory this past Sunday, and then the, the Intercontinental Champion decided it was a good idea to come out and ruin everything. That wasn't a very nice thing to do. So, so in this or in this segment, um, this was bringing all the ones who want to go after the Intercontinental Championship together, and that definitely created a brand new title picture, and of course, it led into a humongous brawl. But. One of the biggest threats to the Intercontinental Championship is definitely Big E because he can cash in at any time he wants and he can steal that title right off of uh he can steal that title right off of uh, right off of Cruz. So we'll see what happens with that, but definitely Big E is a big threat if something goes wrong. So after that uh, Cruz and McAfee, Cole McAfee sent us to the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida, for the Rolling Loud Rap Festival. Rapper and noted WWE fan Will, who is the artist of Biggie's theme song, Bogans Us, and he's on the stage in front of a packed crowd. He then gets the crowd to chant, we want the smoke, as we get ready for the first match at the one and only rock, no, to the one, one and only Rolling Loud Festival. And that is, of course, they introduced the one and only Street Profits. And so out they come, as we see a, a SmackDown ring set up on the stage, and out comes the Street Profits, Angela Dawkins, when Montez Ford, as NXT announcer Alicia Taylor does introductions, that's when Will joins them in walking up the ramp of the stage that goes out into the crowd and then back into the ring. Cole and McAfee are doing commentary from Cleveland. Will and Providence continue hyping the crowd up from the stage as we head to commercial. We return for the break and out comes Chad Gable with Otis. Of course, the one and only Alpha Academy. Once everyone is ready to go, the bell rings, and they go at it. Gable gets the upper hand early on in this match as he beats Dawkins down with forearms. But then that's when Dawkins gets the upper hand as he runs the ropes with a leaping, leaping back elbow and a dropkick to take down Gable. As then Dawkins continues with the offense as he knows a corkscrew DDT as Will cheers him on from ringside. Dawkins goes for another move and then Gable counters with a shot to the throat. He then continues with the offense 
as he takes Dawkins to the corner and works him over. Gable went for a move and then Dawkins catches him in midair and places him on the top turmoil and then rocks him. Gable was about to get another move from uh was about to get another move from Dawkins, but then Gable counters and applies the arm submission using the rope. But then Gable nails a flying clothesline off the top rope. He then covers on Dawkins for the pin, but Dawkins gets to about two. Gable continues to keep control with more offense as he nails a northern light suplex onto Dawkins. He then covers on Dawkins for the pin, but Dawkins kicks out at two. Gable continues to ground Dawkins as he nails a northern submission to the arm. Gable then nails a big German suplex to Dawkins. He then covers on Dawkins once more for the pin, but Dawkins kicks out at two. Otis continues to lock on from ringside. Gable then goes to the top for the moonstop, and then he has to land on his feet. As Dawkins quickly got out of harm's way. That's when Gable charges towards Dawkins, but then Dawkins sends him out to the floor. He then comes back in, but then Dawkins clotheslines him to take him down. Dawkins continues mount more offense, but then Gable sidesteps and it was a cannonball kick into the corner to take uh to take Dawkins down. That's when Dawkins continues the offense as he drops Gable with a big right hand out of nowhere. He then covers a Gable for the pin, but Gable kicks it at two. Dawkins then takes Gable back up to the top, but then Gable counters and lands on his feet. That's when they tangle and Gable backslides him up for the pin, but Dawkins kicks it at two. As in go, Dawkins nails the cash out power pop up spine buster. He then covers on Gable for the pin, and he gets the one, two, and three. And Angela Dawkins is your winner. in the match Ford runs wild as a street pop would celebrate the victory but then the music interrupts and out comes the wife of Montez Ford the smack the smackdown women's champion Bianca Belair Belair swings her hair around and skips out onto the stage and she skips onto the stage that goes into the crowd she stops and poses for the rolling loud crowd that's coming up next it will be the smackdown Women's Championship match between Carmelo and Bianca Miller. So, let's talk about this match real quick. So, this was a solid match between these two, and it was great to see the Street Profits back because we have definitely missed them for quite some time. Dawkins, of course, getting hurt because of Otis. Of course, Montez Ford also getting injured because of Otis. And it's great to see them back, and of course, see Dawkins get the victory for the Street Profits. But what's also great to see which is how cool the visual was. The stage was awesome. To see how fans were stunning and WWE embracing pop culture is always welcome. And so that was definitely pretty amazing to see. But coming up next is going to be a pretty crazy match to look forward to. And that is of course going to be a SmackDown Women's Championship match between Carmella and Bianca Belair. A rematch last week's SmackDown. Who's going to be coming up at top? Will it be the one and only Young Butler retaining once more? Or Carmella will pull off a shocking victory over Bianca and win the SmackDown Women's Championship? We're going to find that out coming up next. We'll be right back after the break. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the rake for the next few seconds of matches of the July 23rd edition of Friday Night SmackDown. Before the break, we went over our first segment on the night, which is the one and only John Cena kicking off a SmackDown. So John Cena exploded through the curtain, drawing a huge reaction as he kicked off the third first episode of SmackDown on the road to SummerSlam. The franchise star immediately reiterated his challenge to Roman Reigns. Universal Championship match on pay-per-view. Cena signed on SummerSlam as a chance for all of us to stand up for what he believed in. He then asked, whose team are you on? As the fans erupted into chants of his last name, the former 60 champ called out rings repeatedly to no avail. Instead, Paul Heyman came out to make his way onto SmackDown stage and said, 
Tina isn't worthy of being listened to by the head of the table. He then said, Tina will get your, his answer later tonight, but I'll raise his time. And the special counsel, special counsel for the child with Chief Moxina's music and a funny bit to close out the segment. <clears throat> Excuse me. After that, we then had Finn Balor take on Sami Zayn in a singles bout. So Finn Balor battled Sami Zayn in the night's first match. The result of the Prince return to the main roster a week ago via interrupting the conspiracy-minded loudmouth. And after several months of nonsense from the heel, Balor fired back, something away at him and then flattening him at ringside with a dive heading into the break. During the timeout, Zayn established control of coming out of it, grounded Balor with a side headlock, and then followed with a DDT. Fowler fought back, countered out of his exploder suplex, and delivered a double stomp. The scene blade followed by the former Universal Champion ordered his opponent away with the coup de gras with a hard-fought victory. And after that, we then had Baron Corbin's ascent continues as at the section Baron Corbin revealed to Caleb Braxton that he lost money on last week's attempt at collecting funds to help him get back on his feet. Thanks to a crooked business partner. What's wrong with the, the question before walking away? And Mr. Money the Big Biggie made his way to the ring just five days after retrieving the briefcase that will bring him a guaranteed opportunity by the world title of his choosing. But before he could get into, really get into this ring, in ring promo, that's when Apollo Crews came out and Commander Seas interrupted. That's when Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode followed, as did Big Rick Books and Shinsuke Nakamura. And Cesaro was the last out, expressing his desire for the shot of the gold before a brawl featuring all the competitors broke out. The baby faces cleared the heels out of the ring, emulating with Cesaro swinging Cruz, and then stood tall to end out a close at the segment. And after that, we then had Angela Dawkins take on Chad Cable, uh, take on Chad Gable at the Rolling Loud Festival. So, the rivalry between the Street Puppets and the Alpha Academy continued in the singles action live from the Rolling Loud Music Festival in Miami as Angela Dawkins battled Chad Gable. The 2012 Olympian shook off Dawkins early onslaught and targeted the left arm, and Dawkins survived submission attempts, fought back, and ultimately pinned Gable to recapture momentum in the feud. And so now we are getting ready for the main event, or not the main event, what am I talking about? We are getting ready for the next match of the night. Which is the one and only SmackDown Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, taking on Carmella for the championship at Rolling Loud. Let's see what happens. So we return for the break, and the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, is waiting in the ring after she made her entrance with the Street Profits. Out comes next, the one and only Carmella, as Alyssa Taylor introduces her. Once everyone is ready to go, the bell rings and the match is out of the way as Carmelo goes for a quick roll-up, as does Butler. But then Carmelo gets the upper hand as she ends up loading on Butler in the corner with quick strikes. Butler then flips away from Carmelo and taunts her, telling her to kiss her, uh, kiss her rear. That's when Butler knows a dropkick and some more speed offense. And she knows a kick up. This then leads more back and forth offense between the two, but then Carmella gets the upper hand and she knows a takedown, but then Belair comes right back up with her shoulder. But then before Carmella can continue with her offense, Belair drops Carmella with the right hand on the apron. Belair went for another move, but then Carmella counters and drops Belair, then grounds her in the middle of the ring. Carmella then tries for a code of silence, but she can't get her locked in. This then leads to more back and forth between the two, but then Carmella gets the upper hand as she goes for a crossbody from the top, but then that suddenly comes to a close when Belair powers up into a fallaway slam and kicks up for the pop. Belair then ragdolls Carmella and nails a springboard moonsault. She then covers on Carmella for the pin, but Carmella kicks up at two. Carmella tries to get an opening with some offense as she knows the jawbreaker. But then Butler holds Carmella in the air with a long vertical suplex, but Carmella counters and drops her face first onto the mat. It looks like Carmella might get the victory as she covers on Butler for the pin, but Butler 
kicks out at two. That's when both women trade strikes between each other, but then Carmelo gets rocked to the right by Butler, and Butler follows up with grabbing Carmelo, putting her in the air, and then slamming her back down on the mat with a kiss of death. The KOD in the middle of the ring. Butler then covers for the pin. She gets a one, two, and three, and she is her victor. And she retains her SmackDown Women's Champion. After the match, the music hits as Carmelo stands tall and celebrates with the title, and the fireworks go off above the Hard Rock Stadium to celebrate Butler's victory. So, this ton of match faced an uphill battle. Fans in attendance at Rolling Love, of course, most of them were not familiar with Butler or Camilla. But the work was there, the match was, was great, and Butler winning the title was the right call. Butler having that spotlight was a huge deal for her, and... A, and showing what Miller and Dawkins and everyone else in the WWE can do and especially with a huge crowd like that it was definitely a nice thing to see but the question now is where does the EST go on from here and she has put away Carmelo no, it's most likely over but there is still potential matchups against like NXT call-ups like Shotzi and Knox. And also, of course, the debuting Tony Storm, which will be happening later tonight. Away in a great heel to counteract her phenomenal baby face that could potentially be a good option, but but such an incredible performer that she is. Most likely it's not gonna happen, but no bit of a possibility, but I'm not sure just yet. So, after that, we then go back to the ring. Excuse me. Not back to the ring. We then head back to the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland as Kevin Owens is backstage with no uh, Knox and Shotzi. He doesn't have much advice as they're trying to fix the cannon on Shotzi's tank. That's when Baron Corbin walks up and, and then that's when Corbin says um, I'm sorry about me or he was sorry about uh, picking on the way Owens just before and then that's when Corbin says it's a bad habit. He then asks Owens if he can if he can forgive him. Owens agrees and says it's a bad habit being a jerk. And you brought it upon yourself. Owens and asked Corbin if he's wearing the same shirt as last week. Corbin then says, it's different, but of course there's a big red stain on it. But then that's when Owens ends up giving Corbin what looks like $40, telling him to try and not bring a jerk to anyone. Corbin then thanks him and says, this will be a big help. And so Owens walks off. But then we suddenly see the missile from Sahi's tank fly over. Then as they apparently get the cannon to work, but the projectile hits Corbin right below the belt, and <laughs> Corbin just just curl up, curls up into a ball, and that's when Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, um, as they come over laughing, and then snatch the $40 from Corbin's hand, but then that's when Owens comes back over with a sealed shirt and chases them away, and Owens, and shakes his head standing next to Corbin who was still down seeing suddenly the missile shot below the belt so <laughs> things just continue to be bad luck for the one and only here in Corbin it looked like things were finally turning around when Corbin received $40 from the one and only Kevin Owens but of course that didn't happen he received a below the belt shot Man, things just continue to get worse and worse for Corbin. Absolutely unbelievable. 
And so after that, we can go back to the ring and out comes. He won an early Hall of Famer uh, to a huge pop. Holden shows us shots from Money the Bank or the Money the Bank main event and how Seth Rollins cost uh, the main event against the Universal Champion Roman Reigns. And of course, allowing Reigns to retain the championship, which was a pretty upsetting loss to say the least, especially for Edge fans. So we come back live to see Edge standing to on the ring. That's coming up next. He will be addressing the WWE Universe after losing to the Universal Champion. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so we return for the break and Edge is in the ring. He thanks Cleveland and says, You have no idea what your reactions do for me. <clears throat> he talks about his history and how hard he's fought to get this all back and says, You all should know I should be standing here as the Universal Champion, but I'm not. And it's for one reason Seth Rollins. I thought I might base this covered. I even had the Mysterios to help fight, fight off the Usos. But this is bigger than the title. It goes back to 2014. Rollins didn't pull the trigger in 2014 when I had the chance because, or when he had the chance because he didn't think I would be back. But here I am, and he's in my way. Rollins has no idea of the Pandora blocks of violence and mental pain he has opened. I've learned from the most evil minds of the business. I was in the brood and the ministry of darkness. You have no idea of the, of the depths I will sink to get the job done. But you're going to find out. And that's of course... Directed towards Rollins. But then that's when the music interrupts and out comes Rollins himself as the pyro hits. Rollins and asks if someone said his name. He then laughs at Edge in the in the ring, talking about the man he used to be and stuff like that. And then that's when Edge tells Rollins to shut up. <coughs> Excuse me. And then Edge says, You're embarrassing yourself. How about you come out to the ring so we can talk this man to man and I won't put a hand on you. And so Rollins is then headed to the ring and Edge says, excuse me, Rollins says, you weren't stupid enough to put a hand on me knowing what I'm capable of. Rollins then rip, rips the city to get some he or he. Rollins then mentions how he despises people like Edge and John Cena who come back and get swats they don't deserve. That's when Rollins is at the ring and the fans keep booing Rollins. Rollins has said, I wanted to talk about all these things but the more I thought about it, I agree with the people and I'm thrilled. Edge is standing in the ring and then Rollins calls on the fans to get up, give it up for Grandpa Edge. Who can't keep his name out of his mouth. Rollins says to Edge, you have been such a scumbag to me. I would have been more than happy to cross your dreams and put it out to your normal comeback story. If you keep pushing me and pushing me, you know, if you keep pushing me and pushing me, I will end you. I had the chance to end you seven years ago, but I hesitated. That's when a you suck chant interrupts Rollins. That's when I just in the no, Rollins is in Edge's face, saying, I won't hesitate next time I have my boot on the back of your surgically repaired neck. That's when Rollins starts laughing about Edge's neck, but then that's when Edge says, You were a liar. Uh, no, that, no, Edge says, I was a liar when I said I wouldn't put my hands on you. That's when Edge suddenly attacks Rollins. And her loads on him, beating him down. 
but then Rollins turns the things around with an edge, kicks him, and then nails the execution. That's when Edge readies for the spear, but then Rollins retreats out to the floor and heads to the back as the fans cheer on Edge. As we all now know that Edge now has his eyes set directly onto Rollins. The work here from Rollins was excellent. He was such a hateable little jerk, the obnoxious laugh and, and over-the-top outfits, combined with a very real ability to beat any man he sets his foot on in the ring with, makes him one of the most best heels in the industry. He's exactly the guy to position across from Edge to ensure that the radar superstar remains a main event player without consistently having to be in the main event. It also elevates Rollins, who has been involved in significant rivalries with Zaro and Rey Mysterio, but has been conspicuous in his absence from the world title picture on both Raw and SmackDown. The likelihood that both men benefit the matches are awesome, and the WWE Universe enjoys some hella fun television on the road to and coming out of SummerSlam is an absolute high. And so after that, still to come, the one and only Tony Storm, the former NXT superstar, will be debuting here on SmackDown against the one and only Selena Vega. Coming up next, we then head back to commercial. After the break, and out comes the one and only Tony Storm for her official call-up from NXT to SmackDown, and Selena Vega is waiting in the ring. Once everyone is ready to go, the ref calls to the bell and the match is on the way. Vega hits the upper hand early on as she kicks Storm. Storm went for a move and then... Uh, Storm went for a move. But then Vega catches a boot of Storm. Storm levels Vega with a kick and notes a running clothesline while she's down, sending her out to the floor. Storm follows Vega as she looks to continue with the offense, but then Vega sends Storm face first into the announce table. Vega brings Storm back into the ring and stomps away on her into the corner as the referee warns her. Vega then starts to show off as the fans show their displeasure to Vega. Vega nails a kick and a running knee to the face of Storm. She then covers on Storm for the pin, but Storm kicks him at two. Vega went for another move, and then Storm catches Vega and they tangle, but then Storm. Hits the upper hand as she levels Vega with a big headbutt. Both women go down. That's when Storm continues with the offense as she knows a running, running rear splash into the corner while Vega is down. That's when Storm continues with the offense as she knows a German suplex onto Vega. She then covers on Vega for the pin, but Vega kicks about two. Storm looks to go for the double underhook soup or double underhook, but then Vega blocks it. That's when Vega gets the upper hand and knows a destroyer. She then covers on Storm for the pin, but Storm kicks out at two. That's when Vega starts to show some frustration. This then leads to more back and forth between the two, but then Vega gets the upper hand as she yanks Storm's belt off and it's caught off guard. That's when Storm follows up and jumps Vega with a Storm Zero, now known as the Storm One. She then covers on Vega for the pin, and Storm gets the one, two, and three, and Tony Storm is the winner for her debut match. After the match, Storm stands told to celebrate as the music hits as she gets her victory, or first ever victory here on SmackDown. So, Storm hit her offense, it looks strong as she's tossed Vega around the ring with suplexes. And it was a great victory for Storm. As for Vega, Vega has continued to be. Uh, has continued to have bad luck so far. She lost against Liv Morgan a few weeks back before Money the Bank. Vega lost on Money the Bank and then lost the Storm. So what's next for Vega? I have no idea, but most likely she might get herself caught up with a feud sooner than later, but we'll see what happens. And so after that, we then see how the Usos won the SmackDown Tag Team titles from the Mysterios on the Money the Bank kickoff pre-show this past Sunday before the actual Money the Bank now peer review got underway. So we go back to the ring and out comes the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos, 
Jimmy Uso with Jey Uso. Coming up next, the one and only Jimmy Uso will take on Ray's mysterious son, Dominic, and a single as well. That is coming up next. We then return back to commercial. Back from the break, and out comes the Mysterios, Dominic and Ray Mysterio. Once everyone is ready to go, the bell rings and the match is on the way as Dominic tries to get the upper hand to start off this match as he loads on Jay. But then, but then, Jay, excuse me, Jimmy. Jay fights back and drops Dominic. Then that's when Dominic comes over with a big hip toss and a drop kick. But then Jimmy turns these around. I kept saying Jay when it's Jimmy. I'm sorry. But then Jimmy turns these around and drops Dominic over the top rope and kicks him in the face. But then Jimmy uh, turns the offense right back around as he sends Dominic into the corner and he goes down hard. Jimmy then covers on Dom for the pin, but Dom kicks him at two. Jimmy continues to work Dominic over while, she, while he's down. As he uses the rope to choke him. And then Dominic tries to fight back with some offense of his own, but then Jimmy drops him as Ray looks down from ringside. Jimmy knows the degree, but then Jimmy continues with the offense as he grounds Dominic with a headlock. But then Dominic tries to get some offense back in there as he counters a move from Jimmy and goes for the 619, but then Jimmy gets help from Jay as Jay helps Jimmy get to the floor to safety. But then that's when Ray gets involved. And it was a seated splash off the apron of Jay. That's when Dominic leaps to the top and flies over back to the floor with a crossbody to Jimmy to take Jimmy down. That's when Dominic returns to the ring and stands tall as Dominic is in control of this match so far as we head back to commercial. We return for the break and Dominic has continued with his offense as he nails the neck breaker to Jimmy. Jimmy is down as Dominic. Oh. Drops Jimmy over the top rope out to the floor, then lunge himself back into the back in over the top rope with a senton. That's when Dominic pays tribute to the Hall of Famer Eddie Guerrero with the three amigos, and then Jimmy cuts him off as he gets the offense back as he knows the security. That's when Jimmy starts wasting him time as he charges towards Dominic, but then Dominic drops him into the ropes, then knows the six one nine. Dominic goes to continue with the offense as he heads to the top rope and then Dre distracts him. That's when Ray stops him, but then Jimmy nails a super kick as Dominic comes off the top. That's when Jimmy then covers on Dom for the pin, but Dom kicks him at two as he shows some frustration. That's when Dominic rolls up Jimmy for the pin, but Jimmy kicks him at two. That's when Dominic starts stumbling, stumbling on Jay to take out Jay on the floor. Dom then comes back in and takes out Jimmy chain encounters, but then Jimmy gets the upper hand as he drops down onto Dominic as Jay refights and assistance with his legs to Jimmy's back to reinforce the pin and reversal with Jimmy's helping Jay get the pin on Sunday at the preview gets the victory here tonight. After the match, Ray has some words for the referee as he uses those celebrating stands with the title. When the music hits, we got a replays and Jimmy and Jay headed to the stage. So, a good sprinted wrestling match that played on the ending of the title match on Sunday was an acceptable conclusion to the in ring portion of the night. The use of both momentum and serial eight a pinfall that doesn't hurt him or his dad. And the blood and light stood tall, heading into the break. It's a great visual heading into the main event segment of the night. and keeps alive the side foods to whichever challenger steps out to rings. And the Usos dominance over the SmackDown brand next. And so after that. Uso, no, excuse me, the Usos. Uh, Wait on the stage as out comes the one and only universal champion Roman Reigns makes his way out to his music. Paul Heyman is with him. Reigns raises the title in the air as the power goes off. Reigns, of course, is here to answer John Cena's Summer Sam's challenge. Reigns 
came in and used those dents of the other at the entrance. That's coming up next. Roman Reigns will answer John Cena's SummerSlam match. Will Roman accept the challenge or will he decline it? We're going to find that out coming up next right after the break. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the rank from the main event segment of the July 23rd edition of Friday Night SmackDown. But before we get to that, let's quickly go over what happened before our last break. Before our last break, it was the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Bianca Belair and Carmelo. The SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair wrapped up her end and wrapped up the coverage from Rolling Loud, defending her title against the most beautiful woman of all WWE, Carmelo. The ESC dominated early on, but the Melo pulled her down on the apron, her back and neck crashing off the hardest part of the ring. Beller sent several minutes of the defense, but then fought back. Seam rolled the challenger with a big shoulder tackle and eventually put her away with a KOD. That's when Beller is celebrating in front of the CF fans to close out the segment. After that, we then had to edge himself Seth Rollins's rival spar. So, Edge made his way to the ring, back live in Cleveland, ready to address the controversy surrounding his loss to Roman Reigns at Money the Bank. He reminded the audience that he was in the broad and the brood and the mystery of darkness, um, insinuating the levels he was willing to do, willing to go to the everybody wants, in reference to avenging Seth Rollins, costing him the Universal Championship at Money the Bank. Rollins made his way to the ring and took exception to his likes of Edge and John Cena jumping in line and taking opportunities and, and quote-unquote said, nothing would be would make me happier than to crush your dreams, he told the 2012 Hall of Famer. Rollins admitted to hesitating to put Edge down and put him over and put him over or forever seven years ago but then suggested he would not blink at the opportunity to do it again. Edge admitting he's a liar when he said he would wouldn't put his hands in the architect attacking him. The Rollins are retreated before the radar or superstar could deliver a spear. And after that, we then had Tony Storm uh, debuting on SmackDown, taking on the one and only Selena Vega. The former UK women's champion Tony Storm made her SmackDown debut this week, battling Selena Vega. Herself fresh of an appearance in the Money Bank ladder match five days earlier. She then impressed, finishing off Vega in a short order with a devastating headbutt and a Storm Zero to put away Selena. And last but not least, we then had Dominic Mysterio take on Jimmy Uso. On the heels of a disappointing Monday Bank in which he and his father, Mary Mysterio, lost the SmackDown tag team titles to the Usos, Dominic Mysterio battled Jimmy in a singles competition and the respective tag team partners at ringside. Dominic had the op opponent reeling Entering the, into the commercial break, wiping him out with a dive to the floor. Uso, though, seized control during the timeout and maintained it after. He then wore down Mysterio down, and then the rookie competitor fought his way back into the match. Late, Jimmy scored the roll up, roll up with an assist from Jay for the victory. Shades of the finish from Sunday night. As a victorious Uso and his twin brother made their way up the ramp, Rings played, Rings' music played, and the head of the table made his way to the ring. Which is now what we're going to go after now. Because coming up next, or coming up right now, it's going to be Roman Reigns's Roman Reigns answering John Cena's challenge from earlier in the night. So, we return for the rake, and the Universal Champion Roman Reigns is in the ring with Paul Heyman. But you saw Chen starts before Reigns could speak. Reigns and calls in Cleveland. To acknowledge him, but he gets a mixed reaction of booze and cheers. Rings and tells the people at home to acknowledge him. <clears throat> Rings and says, You might as well because everyone else is, including John Cena. 
See no acknowledging me on Maureen Mink at all. That's a night. I wanted to acknowledge you. I really did. And he's of course directing this to Sino and he says, But Hollywood fooled me. They put a whole new paint job on you. I thought we would get something new, but you came out upon a nostalgic act. The same thing, the same music, outfit, entrance, run to the ring, promos, insults, everything. If I wanted to, uh, if I wanted that, all I had to do was search online for 2005 John Cena. It was the same thing over and over, like missionary position every single night. Raisin says, I'm not interested in that. I don't get motivated or inspired by that. Raisin says, you are right. I can't see you. I don't want to see you. And I don't need to see you. And I don't need to see you. I have no desire to see you. And guess we're and I and guess we're not gonna see Sino. We're not gonna see you are not gonna see Sino in the middle of a SummerSlam because my answer to your challenge is no. But then the music gets dropped and out comes the one and only Finn Balor. Rings look surprised as him and him says something in his ear as Bart Balor marches up to the ring and enters. Rings and tells Rings and tells Balor that him and tells that him and tells and Balor is here to follow suit like Cena does and acknowledge him. As when him and raises the title behind Rings and then Balor and says, "I'm not here to acknowledge you." But if you wanted an interested in Cena's challenge, maybe you're interested in mine. Reigns and starts laughing, but then the fans chant, yes. He even then says something else to, to Reigns as Balor stirs them down. The fans and Chen, Roman scared. Reigns and says, challenge accepted. Balor and Reigns stare each other down as Cole says, it looks like we're going to have a Balor versus Reigns match. And SmackDown goes off the air with the fans cheering as Balor and Reigns stare each other down in the middle of the ring with a shocking closing of Finn Balor coming out to confront the one and only Tribal Chief for a title opportunity. Absolutely shocking. This was a great segment. The likes of which we don't get enough from uh, get enough every single night. In one segment, Reigns and Cena and set up a big match with Balor. The result is increased with intrigue to as to where the Cena feud is heading and interest in potential main event one for Balor. More importantly, this could definitely be a the seeds for post SummerSlam plans. If Fowler these rings in a non-title match with help from Cena and I rate head of the table would probably accept Cena's challenge out of anger. It would battle for the Universal Championship at SummerSlam and Fowler would logically have the next claim to, to a title match by the way of his victory over rings. A series of between them beginning at September's Extreme Rules would carry the brand through uh, early portion of fall. If that potentially is the direction, it would have demonstrated the sort of uh, expanded storytelling storytelling that is often uh, uh, expanded storytelling we have seen for the past few weeks. I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but we'll just have to see what happens. But that was a shocking confrontation with Balor to Reigns and that was just 
pretty insane. I, I don't know what to say about that. That was just absolutely shocking. I had no idea that was going to happen. But with that being said, that is the conclusion of this week's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. What a crazy ending. Rings declining rings is all or rings declining Cena's offer and accepting Bowler's offer. That was just crazy. Now, next week, it's gonna be some pretty crazy stuff. You wanna know the new Raw Women's Champion? Nikki Ash will address the WWE Universe after her humongous Raw Women's Championship victory last week. And we'll of course see what happens to the Almighty and the one and only returning Bill Goldberg as he returned last week to confront the one and only Bobby Lashley, potentially setting up uh, what could happen at SummerSlam with the one and only Goldberg taking on Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship, which is going to be pretty exciting. And then this week's NXT is going to be moved over to sci-fi because of course, with the Olympics going on at this time forward, uh, NXT would have to be moved over to sci-fi because all the, uh, all the Olympic stuff will mostly be happening in USA because, of course, USA is connected with NBC and so, and of course, answers your question. So, if you have sci-fi, you're good to go. Now, when that NXT, there's going to be some pretty crazy matches to look forward to, like Adam Cole taking on the Colossal Brunson Reed and uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher taking on uh, Tony Lurkin and Pete Dunne in a tag team match. It's going to be a crazy, crazy night. I mean, that's only a portion of what's to come, so we'll see what happens. I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen uh, next week, but it's going to be crazy, so... That's something to look forward to. And then we'll see what happens next Friday. It's so Bowler versus Reigns match going to happen next week. I have absolutely no idea, but we're going to find out sooner or later. And so that's basically what's going to happen next week. Of course, uh, this Monday, of course, I'll go over what's to come for Tuesday and Friday when I, when I find out more about what's going to happen next week. So we'll see what happens. So with that being said, that is going to conclude today's episode of Vice of the Ropes. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, what a crazy night it was. What an absolute crazy, crazy night. It's going, to be a not, it's going to be a crazy couple of days. I have absolutely no idea what in the world is going to happen in these next couple of days, but it's going to be absolutely insane. I mean, like I know, like what I mean, what I mean by I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen, I mean that I have no idea what all these scheduled things like Bobby Lassie and Bill Goldberg and the Raw Women's Champion addressing the WWE Universe and stuff like that. I just don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't know what's going to happen in that in the segments, whatever matches that happen here this week. It's going to be a crazy night. So thank you guys for me. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. What a great episode 100 this was. We have made a big milestone making it to 100 i'm excited and we'll see what happens when we go on from here once again my name is Jonah. thank you guys for joining me and i'll see you guys next time